basically talk to me. What was that? Okay, it was uh, Moroccan dialect okay. of Arabic. And why why do we talk about Morocco? Because I just got back from there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just for our listeners, why? Why Morocco? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting since I'm in Europe and I have a European Schengen visa. Yeah. But, you know, after visiting some European countries, I just got to the point that they all feel alike a bit. Mm-hmm. They have different architecture, they have mm-hmm. different food and everything, but still they're so close to each other. It just feels the same for me. <laughs> you know. Boring. Uh, I'm so boring <laughs> traveling around Europe and... Um, Oh god, I'm spoiled. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe some of our listeners will be like, "Come on, yeah, especially girls. if it's a national agency." Especially, <laughs> yeah. Like, Hi guys, <laughs> have to send the request so no one would give visa to her anymore. Yeah, so, yeah. anyways, I have uh, friends and acquaintances uh, from Middle Eastern and Northern mm-hmm. African countries since I was studying with them. Mm-hmm. I was living with them for two years, and I got attached to their culture so bad. Were they all from Morocco? No, actually, not only from Lebanon from Palestine, from mm-hmm. Algeria, Tunisia. Back so... to square one, why Morocco? <laughs> well, I don't know, actually. I have uh, Lebanese friends that I'm also planning to mm-hmm. visit, but um, flight to Lebanon is a bit more complicated and mm-hmm. you need visa for that. Uh, for yeah. Morocco, I didn't need anything and uh, it was the closest, let's say, Arab country mm-hmm. to go from Hungary because they're actually neighbors with Spain. So yeah, it was uh, easy to go there. Actually, you know, when you said that you're gonna go to Morocco, I was like, okay, what do I know about Morocco? Uh, Okay, lots of uh, series. Talking about series, uh, when I was at the university and okay. I, I was procrastinating a lot before prepping for exams, mm-hmm. so I would watch the series, which name was uh, Oklon, mm-hmm. and it was filmed partially in Brazil, partially in uh, mm-hmm. Morocco. So, and from there, I had these ideas of Arab culture and everything. But when I got to Morocco, it was absolutely different, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It was like more modern, it was more relaxed, mm-hmm. because in this series, you would be stoned in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the square. If you didn't wear hijab or something, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I watched the same. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, anyways, even if you have any expectations of Mm -hmm. the country from internet, whatever, when you finally arrive to the country, it's always different. It's not like you expected. It just feels different. And it happens to me whenever I'm going to a new country. I'm like, oh, hmm, okay, it's like that. You know, like when I'm going somewhere in Europe, I know where to book an accommodation or at least I know that it's possible to sleep somewhere without any roof or something, you know, on the beach like we did. But I'm not sure it's possible to do the same in Morocco, for example. What about practical stuff? Where did you stay or how did you book the ticket and how much was this? Okay, I booked tickets a bit in advance, mm-hmm. so I had like one month before going there, mm-hmm. actually. So it was approximately 120, 30, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think 120 euros, and uh, it was both ways. 
from uh, Budapest to Tangier mm-hmm. and from Tangier back to Budapest. Was it direct? No, I went first from Budapest to Marseille mm-hmm. and from Marseille to Tangier. Mm-hmm. And on the way back, I went from Tangier to Madrid and from Madrid to Budapest. I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I couldn't find any direct flights. There is mm-hmm. no direct flights. So because it's multiple flights, I mean, it was a bit expensive. But I knew that I was going to my friend there. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend from the university and uh, she's local in Morocco. Yeah, and she has like a lot of family members there who are living all around the country in the northern part. And uh, she was inviting me for long and I was like, you know, I'm gonna come. And she didn't believe me. So she didn't expect me to come. She knew that I'm gonna come, but not now. And she was like, yeah, yeah, you're coming, you're coming. And then I sent her tickets. And she was like, oh, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, you really? were not joking. <laughs> no, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. no, she was actually so happy. And she was like, my home is your home. And directly she started planning everything. She was like, okay, day one, we're going there. Day two, we're going there. And from that point, I was like, okay, I don't need to do anything. And yeah. Saraha, <laughs> which is like, to be honest, in Arabic, it was my first time when I was traveling and I didn't plan a thing. Yeah, actually, you know, like we never discussed this type of uh, traveling on a budget. Yeah. We discussed different types of accommodation and stuff, but I think we didn't open this one. And uh, yeah, I can say it was on a budget somehow, even though we're staying in hotels sometimes. So we spend a lot on food, but in general, in Morocco, it's cheaper than in Europe. So Mm -hmm. food is kind of cheap, coffee is cheap, tea is cheap, everything is cheap. And uh, considering the fact that I didn't stay a lot in hotels, so mostly I didn't spend anything on accommodation, I stayed with the family of my friend. Actually, not only her family, also all of her relatives, you know, (laughs) uncles, aunts from different sides, like cousins. So yeah, I didn't spend almost anything on accommodation. And it was an amazing experience of living with the Arab family. Because Mm. basically for nine days, I stayed with Moroccan family, spending time together. We're going to the city center with the whole family. And I was actually going with her nieces, you know, holding their hands. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So it was like, you know, as if you're literally living in Arab family for nine days. And uh, most of them, they didn't speak English. Mm -hmm. So they would speak with me Arabic. (laughs) you know like it's also some language course yeah but it's different Arabic not like Lebanese Arabic Mm. and uh, I remember the situation when uh, I arrived to the family Mm -hmm. of my friend so her mom dad and her sisters Mm -hmm. and uh, her mom speaks English a bit but she didn't practice it for a long time and she decided to speak Arabic with me so my friend she was translating always and at one point her mom was like okay enough actually it was the first uh, two hours (laughs) Since I arrived, she was like, okay, enough. From now on, you don't translate anything. We're going to find the way to communicate with each other. And I was like... like, (laughs) Yeah, it's scary, but sounds nice. nice. (laughs) Yeah, and we managed. I even went to the market with her mom. Mm -hmm. She was showing me around. 
We went to buy some stuff for the house. Every morning we would have breakfast and coffee with her together because all of the family was sleeping mm-hmm. and I was usually the first one to wake up and as soon as I woke up she was also waking up and prepping food mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, and we would just stay and talk with each other while yeah. everyone <laughs> is still sleeping. So it was interesting. I think if I stay like that for longer, I would definitely muster <laughs> Moroccan action. For sure, for sure. Okay, so we were here in Europe, mostly Catholic uh, culture, mm-hmm. and this is mostly Muslim. Muslim. Yeah, culture. Yeah, we were staying here in a Catholic culture, and you were traveling into something different. How was it? Was it like a culture shock, or were you prepared for that? I think I was prepared for that, and I was waiting for that for a long time. Mm. So when I got there, I was feeling like, yeah, mm. now it feels like home, you know, somehow. I was really feeling so belonging there, as if I was born in this Arab society in general. That's so um, cool. Yeah, the only thing that was a bit uncomfortable, food, because it mm. was so, so tasty and so... <laughs> so much so every time I would feel that my size was adding up every day yeah Yeah. (laughs) do you remember you were kind of prepping for that yeah I was trying to lose some weight before Morocco but actually I didn't manage to do that but anyways it doesn't matter I think it's worth it definitely the thing is that you cannot say no in uh, Arab family so if someone cooked something Mm -hmm. and it's usually the huge table filled with all of the dishes and uh, you eat eat and then when you're done whoever was cooking that or even the whole family they're saying come on come on eat eat take this take this take this and you're like i'm sorry but i cannot what you cannot you didn't eat anything you know you're eating for the last (laughs) one hour you cannot literally eat anything anymore and they're like come on still and after eating there is always tea with something else so yeah eating was different but i was enjoying it so much at the same time as i said language was different but for me it was a pleasure to listen to arabic language to be able to practice it Mm -hmm. when you you're in the society 24 per 7 it feels that you're absorbing this language and that was exactly the case so I felt also comfortable about Mm -hmm. that what was different is that you know there are mosques everywhere and Mm -hmm. uh, there is always call for prayers and when I just arrived to my friend she said don't freak out it's a bit loud and first one is at four approximately Uh in the morning and I was like oh okay and then the next days you cannot believe I didn't hear that almost I've heard it only one time Mm. when I just woke up in the morning at four so for me it was something that I actually enjoyed it was so different because we don't hear it it here yeah, yeah but you cannot imagine especially when I went to one of the cities which is in the mountains there is one call mm-hmm. for prayer and then others connect and it's like a chain of calls for wow. prayer and you can see the whole city and it's amazing. I don't know, for me it's just something so special. Yeah, it sounds very nice, you know, yeah. I can imagine it right now, like a picture. Yeah, I miss it so much actually, it calls for prayers mm-hmm. in Arabic language. And also what was different, it was hospitality. So when they have a guest, you cannot imagine, we visited almost all of the relatives, but we couldn't manage to go to Rabat, mm-hmm. where was, wait, let me remember, uncle from, wait, mom or dad's side, I think dad's side, he was living in 
in Rabat and when he knew that I was coming he was like come come to me come to me and we literally couldn't put Rabat anywhere in the schedule because it was absolutely full and this uncle he as I understood got a bit mad that we didn't come Aww. to him you cannot imagine I visited almost all of the relatives in six cities approximately and all of them they're inviting for dinner they would cook mm-hmm. a huge dinner for you and the last aunt that we visited she even gifted me something wow she wanted cool. to give me the huge cover for the table but my friend said she doesn't have any space she didn't take mm-hmm. any luggage and she was like okay then let her take this more at least oh, yeah that's so sweet. mom of my friend she was waking up and cooking you know breakfast she was cooking dinner every day and she was mad if we ate outside and when i'm saying cooking it's not like we're cooking yeah something small it's a huge table and she would spend hours for that and all of the relatives were like that and all of them would give me gifts Mm -hmm. invite me that i don't see anywhere else but Mm -hmm. in arab culture because they have it you know this hospitality Okay, you were traveling there with your friend, but for example, if you were not traveling with your friend, would you experience the same hospitality? No, 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 no. It's different. I didn't want to go to any Arab countries alone because they have hospitality and at the same time they have some financial crisis, let's say. If you go to Marrakesh, for example, and you're a tourist and you don't speak Arabic, you would pay 10 times more for everything. If it's business, you would pay a lot and uh, even knowing Arabic would not help because you need to know special accent of the region you're Oh wow, that's to. much more complicated. Yeah, it's way more complicated because even being with uh, Moroccan in Morocco, we're scammed. Yeah, definitely you have to go with uh, someone you know. Oh wow, well I need to find some uh, friends from Morocco. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, what cities did you manage to visit? You said you didn't visit Casablanca So I had just nine days Mm -hmm. and I arrived in Tangier. So basically it's the northern city in Morocco, which Mm -hmm. is just in front of Spain. Mm -hmm. So it's the place where Mediterranean Sea Mm -hmm. meets uh, the ocean. It's the place where you can go to the cafeteria or restaurant and you can see Spain in front of you. It's the place where a lot of Moroccans are trying to migrate legally to Spain. Yeah, then from Tangier, we went to Marrakesh. Is it capital? No, Rabat is capital. Oh my God, shame on me. So yeah, we took a train from Tangier to Casablanca. So you were in Casablanca? Yeah, technically I was in Casablanca and uh, Rabat, but we just stayed there at the train station Uh, and we changed the trains. Okay, I went to the toilet. In this place. Okay, that sounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can count it. So we went to Marrakesh. Marrakesh was amazing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It was so alive. Morocco in general is so fast. Arabic language is fast. But Marrakesh is something different. It's so, so crowded. Mm-hmm. Everyone is screaming. Everyone mm-hmm. is hoarding. Yeah. At the same time, everyone is trying to scam you. Everyone is moving. Everyone is trying to sell you something. I can say that we're scammed a lot in this city. Even though I was with a person who was local in Morocco, but they've heard that she has northern accent, they would double the price for whatever oh we were asking. God. So for the taxi, we needed to fight. 
Then we went to the hotel. We stayed in Riyadh, which is a super Moroccan thing. In Morocco, most of the houses look like garages from outside. Mm-hmm. Nothing special, just a block of stone. But when you go inside... Yeah, that's what I heard, yeah. Swimming pool in the middle. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of plants and everything is so green. Fontaine, so luxurious inside. But outside, it looks like nothing special. That's Moroccan thing. Oh, so we nice. stayed in a hotel in Riyadh. Basically, we're supposed to pay 20 euros, but they tricked us and we paid 40 euros. Oh, Something shit. like that. And they started explaining that they had a mistake in a system and no one said that it's going to be 20 and na na na. So they invented mm-hmm. the whole story. But at the end, we're like, okay, we have nowhere to go and we want to stay in this hotel. So we paid for that. We paid double price, but it was really amazing. So I, I don't regret anything. Mm-hmm. For me, I was a tourist who was like, oh, it's so beautiful. I want to stay mm-hmm. here, you know. And what else? Also, I was scammed when I went to the main square mm-hmm. and uh, they were doing henna there. Since I was in Morocco, I was like, mm-hmm. I definitely want to do henna on my hand. Yeah. And uh, we're passing by the main square of Marrakesh mm-hmm. and there were some women who were doing this arts and mm-hmm. uh, they were like, come, come, do it, do it. And I was like, okay, I really want to do it. I showed the picture. I want my henna to be like that. Okay. And the woman was like, yeah, sure, I'm gonna do it. No problem. I sat down. Even though at the beginning I had a vibe that I couldn't trust this mm. woman. I sat down and one of the women, she took the picture, she started uh, doing something on my hand and one second later I was like, I mean, it doesn't look the same. (laughs) And I was like, okay, maybe she's gonna do something different. Then I understood that all of the lines are so thick. Then she did a mistake. She smashed Hannah. It wasn't looking so good already, the first seconds. And then at the end, I was just looking the different direction, not to see that. And my friend, she was like, what are you doing? It doesn't look like on the picture. And this woman looked at my friend and she was like, because you interrupted me now, I did a mistake. And that's your mistake now. So she was like, you interrupted me and my hand moved to the opposite direction and you messed up all of the picture. Oh, come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we came to the price. We knew that it's going to be 10 euros, but I thought, oh God, it's going to be so beautiful. And at the end, I see my hand and I'm like paying 10 euros. My friend is paying Mm -hmm. 10 euros in uh, (laughs) Moroccan uh, Uh currency. And yeah, it was so bad. It couldn't even stay for long. So I was a bit disappointed. And yeah, wherever we were going, it was like that. We wanted to try some street food, but you're just walking through the main square and uh, 10 men are running to you and saying the same script. And they just don't let you go. And when you're saying, no, I don't want to. No, they grab you. And they're like, wait, wait, look at this. You don't like me as a person. You don't want to go to my place. (sighs) Yeah, and all of them were so pushing. At the same time, what happened in Marrakesh, we went to the main mosque and I was kicked out of there. Oh. I really wanted to visit this mosque. To be honest, I know all of the theoretical parts, you Uh know, how to pray. I would do it, no problem. But they didn't let me in. And they said that she's not Muslim. And my friend was like, no, she's Muslim. And they were like, no, she's not Muslim and you're trying to sneak her in. And my friend was like, no, she's Muslim. We just want to go inside and pray. At the end, they kicked me out and they kicked her out even though she was hijabi Muslim. Mm -hmm. 
But then we found small mosques and they allowed us in and even people apologized for the behavior of others. And they said that you're always welcome in any mosque. I mean, according to the religion, no one can say you no know, and no one can prevent you to go to talk with God. Yeah, so that was Marrakesh. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> A lot of scamming, but at the same time, really amazing places, amazing restaurants, the view, the city, everything, the energy was something else. So then we went to Shoshoen, which is, I don't know if you've ever seen, it's the blue city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. all blue and white. The blue pearl. The, the blue color, pearl, yeah. yeah. What I can say that people from northern part, they're way friendly and way welcoming mm-hmm. than in other cities. So for example, I wanted to buy some perfume and I went to the shop of the friend of the family of my friend. He knew that I was coming, so uh-huh. he would understand. Everyone knew that I was coming. So we went there. I took a lot of stuff. So I would pay definitely 50 euros mm-hmm. minimum for what I took. And uh, when I was just about to pay, he was like, no, I'm not taking money from you. And oh. I was like, what? I mean, <laughs> in Marrakesh, they were taking double and this man doesn't want uh-huh. to take anything. He was like, no, no, no. I'm sorry for the experience that you had in Marrakesh and I just want to compensate mm-hmm. and it's a gift and you're a friend of my friend and so that's for you, that's a gift and even though I was trying to insist to pay at least anything, mm-hmm. he was like no, I'm not accepting. The thing is that okay, I was the friend of the family mm-hmm. friend but <laughs> there yeah. were also other tourists before me they bought a lot of stuff and yeah. they were like supposed to pay let's say 200 euros and he was like no, you're paying just 100 I cannot take 200 and they were like come on man it's too much just take money and he was like no 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 you really bought a lot I want to make mm-hmm. a discount for you so I could see that these people are actually that friendly mm-hmm. and also we passed by the place where I bought a magnet and just a small wallet uh-huh. for the money that I don't yeah. have <laughs> but it doesn't matter <laughs> well it's a small wallet it's so small wallet so it costed a really small amount of money and there was a kid of the guy who was selling all of this stuff and he was like come come to my house I want to show you something so his house was just next to the shop Mm -hmm. and you know these Moroccan houses you go first to the garden this family was from the village and Mm -hmm. in the village they have special outfits and he was like try this try this you can take any pictures he was like we have so beautiful garden come take pictures take pictures (laughs) so we took so many pictures Uh this kid dressed me up in something so traditional afterwards we wanted to give him some money and he was like no I'm not doing it for money I just wanted to show you stuff Oh, that's you know? so sweet. And he was so small, maybe seven years old, mm. something like that. And he was like, no, no, I don't need money. And it showed a lot how people are different in different regions. Yeah. Then we went to Asila and there I've done, I made, I had really beautiful henna on the mm-hmm. other hand. It was, oh, it was super high level. The level of this henna uh-huh. was 100 in comparison with the first one, which was one, let's say. And this henna covered all of my hands. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful. It was natural and it stayed really quite a lot. And I paid just three euros for that. Oh, wow. When they've seen the other henna on my other hand, they said I would not pay even one euro for that. So, you know. I mean, yeah. In Asila, I also stepped into the ocean for the first time. Aww. Just stepped? Unfortunately, I stepped uh. only because the ocean was a bit crazy. Mm. I also had my henna. Yeah. So I was like, eh, whatever. And I wasn't alone. I was uh-huh. traveling with my friend's family. So her aunt and 
wait, cousin and aunt? Yeah, with her cousin and aunt mm -hmm. and her cousin's kids. And we went to one of the most popular restaurants in Morocco. Mm -hmm. A lot of people from all around the world are coming to this place. And it was amazing. And we tried to order something. The owner of the place said, I know what you want. Please, like, somebody should. <laughs> you cannot imagine. Mm -hmm. He was kicking people out of this place if they said anything to him, you know? Oh, wow. He had a conflict with people and he was like, go, go away. But people go, good, come. He was screaming at workers and we were shocked at the beginning because we're like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. But he's just a bit... Some aggressive. <laughs> yeah, he's so kind and at the same time, he's just so aggressive and if someone wants to choose something from the menu, he was like, no way, I'm choosing. Okay, wait. Wow. Yeah, we had amazing meal there with the mm -hmm. seafood. Oh my god. And this time, we were fighting over money because in Arab culture, everyone is fighting with everyone to pay. Mm -hmm. So basically, I wanted to pay for the meal and the cousin of my friend saw that I wanted to pay and she sneaked in to pay while I didn't see that and I followed her. I was like, no, I want to pay and she already paid Aww. and then we were fighting so she would take money back and she would not take money back and mm -hmm. then we would need to secretly put money. I like these kind of fights. <laughs> Arab culture, they're fighting to pay for everything. It's like, no, I'm paying, no, I'm paying. And then nobody's paying. <laughs> <laughs> and then after I see love, we went to Akshor. Mm -hmm. It's a place in the mountains. There is river mm -hmm. and you can swim in this mountain river. Mm -hmm. It was so cold, but I did it anyways. Oh. I swam really a lot. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you have to climb through the rocks. Mm -hmm. So it's not that easy to come back. And in Akshor, we tried Tajin mm -hmm. in the mountains as well. Then we went to Tituan, where I was trying to enter the church. Mm -hmm. It's the place where there is a church and mm -hmm. there are Christians. And at the entrance, they said, no, you're not Christian, you cannot enter. And I was like, what's happening with me in Morocco? When I'm trying to go to mosque, they're saying, no, you're not Muslim. When I'm trying to go to church, they're saying, no, you're not Christian. So who am I? Yeah, who am I? <laughs> let me in. Anyways, they let me in. Everything was okay. Then... Again, we visited some family in Tituan. And then we went back to Tangier. And from Tangier, the family lifted me to the airport. Mm. And at that point, my traveling to Morocco was just about to end. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. By the way, is it the kingdom of Morocco? Yeah, yeah wow. they have a king. And actually, the funny story, when I was in Morocco, I looked at all of the banknotes mm -hmm. and there is always one guy. <laughs> at the exchange office, I was like, why are these guys everywhere? Come on. And they were like, Shh, you know, it's our king. <laughs> what you're saying? And it was really difficult to find some coins of his mm -hmm. grandfather and father because current king is on all of the money. Wow. And it's just one picture on all of them. That should be a good picture. It's the picture like in passport? <laughs> yeah, no, thank like, you. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a kingdom. That sounds so cool. I mean, yes, there are some points that were adventurous, I would say. Mm -hmm. But mostly, as I hear and I see, it sounds so cool to travel with your friend, to stay with her family and uh, to get to know the culture from very inside. That's so cool. That's amazing. Okay, so you were there for nine days. But what about the flight back? Did you face anything like, I don't know how you managed first of all, to come back to Budapest without extra luggage. It was um, difficult. I was eating on the way. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't face any problems. The only concern that I had was going to Morocco with all of this COVID because it's still there. So going and coming back from Morocco, I would go to Spain and France mm -hmm. and Morocco at the same time. 
And uh, I was like, oh, God, what are the regulations there? Because even one year ago, it was so complicated. Mm -hmm. And I checked the website. So in Europe, it's okay. Everything is lifted. But in Morocco, I needed to fill some form on the website. They were so strict about vaccination. But actually, when I got there, no one cared at all. It was the first country in my life when I entered security check, when I entered Morocco. Police officers were super friendly. I I cannot imagine. Uh, Yes, usually most of the police officers, when they're taking your passport, they're serious, they're not smiling Mm, and everything. Yeah, I remember some countries. And in Morocco, when they saw my passport, they're like, hello, Olga. Hello, hello to Morocco. Welcome to Morocco. Are you the first time here? Are you gonna stay alone? Do you have a hotel to stay in? Or are you coming to someone? I was like, yeah, I have a friend. We're classmates. Mm -hmm. So like we studied together. Even when I was entering, they asked me for a dress and I totally forgot about that. I Mm -hmm. had it in my messenger, but I was like, oh, wait, let me see it. Wait. And I was trying to find it and I couldn't find it at all. And the police officer was like, it's okay, it's okay. No worries. Take your time. And then I was like, can I call my friend? Because I really cannot find the address. And he was like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Tell me the city you're going to. And I was like, it's this one. Mm -hmm. It's Shoshoen. And he was like, okay, then. Okay, then. Welcome. He trusted me that I had a friend and I have a place to stay. And uh, when I was exiting, they were like, oh, how was everything? Like, you're leaving. Even at the exit, they were even more curious. They started, you know, like, okay, you came here. Did you stay alone? And I was like, no, I have a friend. A friend guy or a friend girl? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's my friend girl Mm -hmm. from the university. And they were like, okay, did you like Morocco? How was everything? Okay, come back. Bye-bye. It was the first time when with the security check, you can literally prep coffee and have a talk. Just uh, some chatting. Yeah, so people are amazing. Flights were easy. I was a bit nervous coming there because Mm -hmm. it's my first time in, let's say, Arab country alone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what if, you know, I don't have some documents? What if they Mm -hmm. need visa? But at the end, everything was super easy. No problems whatsoever. But would you recommend me to go there alone without having a friend in Morocco? Better to have someone. (laughs) A girlfriend or a boyfriend? (laughs) Well, you decide. (laughs) You might find someone on the way because... Yeah, uh, maybe on the border. Yeah, because when I was entering the plane, when I was waiting for boarding, I had some attempts to, you know, hey... Be your companion. (laughs) Yeah, where are you from? Uh Are you traveling to Morocco? Oh, Morocco is so good. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. And I'm from Morocco, by the way. (laughs) By the way. (laughs) So maybe if you travel, Mm. you'll find someone on the way if you're interested. Maybe already a family, you know, like (laughs) that I would call mine. (laughs) Yeah, you'll get married on the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, even scary a little bit. Uh, Okay. Tell me, after your whole travel there, your tips to future travelers. Okay, I have three main tips. Mm -hmm. The first one, find local from the region you're going to. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to the northern part, find someone local there. If Mm -hmm. you go to Marrakesh, local there. If you're going to Agadir, find someone who is speaking this accent, this dialect. Mm -hmm. There should be so many acquaintances. Mm -hmm. Yes, so find local from the region you're going to. Mm -hmm. And the second one, follow the rules. Let's say if you're not from Arab country you're going to, but you're going there, try to dress up as 
modest as you can. I'm not saying put hijab, niqab. No, not like that. But just try to dress up according to the cultural respect and behave in the way that is acceptable in mm-hmm. this country. So you would not have weird looks and you, mm-hmm. you would feel comfortable. And the last one, be ready to pay by cash because they don't accept cards almost anywhere. So you have to have cash and mm-hmm. it's better to have local currency already from the beginning. You can find some places to exchange, but mm-hmm. you know some of the places are going to be touristic. If you don't have someone local, you would pay more. Of course. So these are the tips. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. How to say thank you in Arabic? Shukran. Shukran. <laughs> Shukran for your story. And uh, <laughs> it was really very nice. And uh, I don't know. I, I imagine myself already in Morocco. I traveled back already in oh. my dreams yeah. while I was talking to you. Honestly, sometimes I was phasing out as if I was feeling again the experience. I hope our audience can imagine feeling this vibe of yeah, Morocco. Definitely. So, yalla, yalla, come to Morocco. (laughs) Yeah, guys, travel. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye. (laughs)